0: Time of the week for the Cubs Weekly podcast, presented by Wintrust, proud legacy partner of the Chicago Cubs, an exclusive home of Cubs Checking. Open online today at wintrust.com/slash Cubs Weekly. Your host, Elise Menager, here, joined by marquee reporter uh, Andy Martinez. Andy, great to see you. I know you've been working hard uh, covering the road series that really we've just had.
1: Yeah, it's been it's been fun covering the team and seeing the seeing this offense. Kind of, you know. Sure. A little bit of everything. Uh, It it was great seeing you on pre and post uh, ahead of the, the, uh, the finale uh, in Colorado for sure.
0: I mean, wasn't that fun? The finale Uh, let's like get to it actually. And what that kind of meant for the team and how they looked basically to wrap up the road trip. So they ended up splitting obviously against the Rockies and on the road against the pirates uh, before that also split those couple of games. So first um, I mean, what sticks out to me last game specifically you got to mention Drew Smiley, but the series as a whole against, so I'm just going to say the Rockies, because that's the latest series, the, the offense, it just yeah. three straight games, 13 hits in each of those games. That's not combined.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, what's been most impressive to me. And it's, you know, I, I was, I was talking to to some, some friends and say, saying, you know, like the offense never seemed like it was out of it. Right. Like, yeah, you know, they were, they were trailing in, in the second and third game, but it's like, you know that they're going to string together some hits, like you know, and then they get a timely hit, and you you never know. That's kind of what's been most amazing to me. You mentioned the three straight games of 13 hits. Uh, in the nine games that they've played, seven of them they've had at least eight hits. So you know yeah. the, the offense is never you know it's never been out out of touch or you know it they've they've always been performing, and it's been against really really good pitchers. I mean the the Brewer series. Ah, uh, you had Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, and Freddie Peralta, and then the the Rockies. You know, I think everyone you know kind of overlooks the Rockies just given the division that they play in. But that's that was a pretty pretty solid uh, mix of arms that they faced: Zatella, Herman uh, Marquez, like a lot of good arms that they faced uh, in, in Colorado for sure.
0: Yeah, and uh, I think I. Agree with that point that you were talking about, even like with your friend, just with this offense, because it's uh, more contact put in play past the bat type mentality and just kind of a, the mix that you have there. Uh, I totally agree that even um, in the final game against the Rockies, when the Rockies are, are slowly like making a comeback or you could say just being in Colorado, that being the case that mm-hmm. no lead is safe, right. um, you still felt like okay they could tack on some runs and and I also think it doesn't really matter where in the lineup you're talking about either um that like really one through nine uh you have guys right now who you feel like can come through and start piecing things together and because of that I think you're seeing a situation where uh there's not as much pressure at yep. the plate. Like you can even subconsciously put pressure on yourself. And I think they're all really loose right now and they enjoy playing with one another. And it's really obvious. And I think it's been really great to see Patrick wisdom. Yep. have a good few games to end the season. This is someone who he finished with five, four, five doubles, I think in yeah. the last three games. So I think that's right. Yeah. So um, that, I mean, Yeah, we know he can hit home runs, but you like to see at least a guy who was struggling, I think one for 21 uh, to start the season and now coming along. So that's, I think, a huge boost too, obviously to the lineup.
1: Yeah. And and adding on to Patrick Wisdom, you know, it was, you you know, there were some moments in there, uh, you know, when he was going through that slump, you know, he had that, that the bases loaded at Wrigley Field against the Brewers where. He crushes that ball, and on any uh, you know, if it's June or July, that's a that's a grand slam. Yeah. Uh, and against the Brewers uh, in April in at Wrigley Field, there was a, a very long uh, fly ball out to end the inning. You know, those are one of those at bats where, like, you know, maybe that that would have kickstarted something, but you know, that was kind of, that was kind of how his luck was going. There were some there were some at bats where he was having where you know he was taking a pitch, and it, you know he takes that pitch, and it's a ball, and and you know it was called strike three, and it, that was kind of the luck he was running into. And Mm -hmm. then that's it. Those last few games in, in, in Colorado, it just seemed like, all right, he's going to hit a double. Like you just know, he's just going to hit a double here. Like it's going to go to the gap somewhere. It's going to find a gap. And that was pretty reassuring if you're a Cubs fan, because that's what you were hoping to get out of Patrick wisdom. Um, and, And that's what, you know, that's kind of what I love about the early season. Uh, right? Where if you start off with a slump, it's like, Oh no, it's like sky's falling type of thing. And then you get a couple hits in your batting average and, and OPS jumps like 200 points. Uh, that, that's kind of the beauty of the, yeah. of the early season. But that's, I mean, it, for, for Patrick wisdom, that's huge. And for the Cubs, that's just as huge too.
0: Yeah. And I, so you make a few good points. One is how quickly things can change. Um, a great example, Patrick wisdom, um, a guy who, you know, that's kind of the, the, beauty and the curse of the start of the season. Um, but I think too, when you were talking about like his swings and misses or the tough, tough calls at the plate, you can tell a lot, uh, from like someone at the plate, how they're doing from what they're swinging at. You can also tell a lot from the pitches they're taking. And I think in the last, um, few games there for wisdom he was even swinging more at the pitches he knows he can drive and taking the pitches uh that he knows just aren't in his zone or he you know you're just going to swing and miss so like like elevated in the zone say or something so um yeah I think he's been fun to watch and you have to imagine like that confidence as quickly as that can kind of diminish in this game that it's back but also Uh, I I think he's definitely a player who keeps that even keel. I think he's always handled himself really well at the plate because we know he can kind of go through stretches. And I think he's always done a really good job of, um, you know, especially like we're even seeing now to, to start the way you are and then to come on um, says a lot about mentally, how you can bounce back. And we talk about a guy last year who, you know, we're looking at this year. Can he repeat that basically? And the same thing is for Frank Schwindel. And I yep. think Frank Schwindel is equally fun. And, and what you see is kind of what you get with Schwindel at the plate, that he's going he's gonna to make contact. He's going to be a competitive at bat.
1: Right. And, and what's funny about Frank Schwindel is like, like I was, I was kind of under the, I, you know, I'll fall into that category too, where it's like, oh man, he's really struggling. And you're thinking about it. It's like, oh, he went one for four yesterday. He went one for four. And it's like to, <laughs> yeah. for Frank Schwindel, just given what we saw the last two months, that's struggling, right? He wasn't going three for four or, you know, three for five. It's sure. like, oh, he's only going one for four. Like that's, you know, you'll take that. Every had, day, you know, one home
0: can... run in the season right, or something. Right. Yeah,
1: and exactly. So that was, what was so funny about, about the, the quote unquote, Frank Schwindel struggling I think he's, he's starting to find his groove a little bit. There was, uh, in the series finale against Colorado, there was that opposite uh, field knock that you know that was kind of what we saw. We uh, made him have success in, in 2021 was his ability to drive the ball to all sides of the field. Whether it was you know if he needed to uh, you know pull a double down the gap, he could do that. Uh, if he needed to you know just knock the ball over for a single opposite field, he was he was able to do that. You know we we started to see that at, at least I think in that at bat, and that's what's what's kind of uh, incredible about you know what Frank Schwindel can do is you know it's like he can hit for power, but he can yeah. hit for contact. And and, and yeah. that's what we're kind of, that's what we're seeing. And that's, you know, what the Cubs are hoping he can continue to do here in 2022.
0: One of my favorite at bats uh, from him is the, the home run that he had if you yeah. see the finish on that swing. That's not like some power yeah. swing type finish. He was like standing straight up, move the back foot, just, you know, kind of all over the place, but it works. It right. works because he can generate the power uh, as he goes through the zone. And because he's good timing. Yeah. Um, and like you said, it's it's always that case when you're not trying to do too much to the plate that the power will come, and that's something even in spring training that uh, he and I talked briefly about. Especially uh, you know in April uh, at Wrigley, the power you can ha- like we talked about wisdom that can yeah. be there, but the wind is going to say otherwise. Right. So um, just kind of trusting that, and so that's actually uh, what I really appreciate appreciate about Schwindel's approach is this is someone who has that home run potential and that power, um, but he goes to the plate. Just just saying like, you know, whatever I can do right now, I want to put the ball in play. I want to hit it hard. I want to get a hit, whatever it is. And that's, that's what he's looking to do. Just kind of going back to that past the bat mentality. And I think too, a big part of that, uh, the veterans too. Yeah. That you have on the team. I mean, look at like say Wilson Contreras in the series finale against the Rockies, starts out uh first inning home run, sets the tone. He's DHing in that game. Right. So Gomes catching, um, Contreras DHing and uh Hayward, even to start this season. Good at bats, uh, multiple hit games, um the presence in the outfield, especially with Suzuki right. out there. Uh, I think that even the veterans and the way they're uh, it's a good mesh, good mix, the youth. And the veterans kind of coming together in this lineup.
1: Yeah. And, and what's, what's incredible about, about Wilson Contreras, uh, you know, one of the reasons when they signed Jan Gomes in the offseason, one thing that, that Jed Hoyer, everyone with the Cubs stress was, you know, giving Wilson some days off, you know, there was, there were stretches in 2021 where, you know, just given the, the bad luck that they had with, with their rotating door of or revolving door of, of backup catchers, you know, Wilson just had to play it, sure. you know, whether, whether or not, you know, he was a hundred percent, he had to play. And, and we saw the effects of what kind of that, what happened in that second half of the season where, he, you know, wasn't the Wilson Contreras we had gotten used to seeing. And we're seeing the effects now, you know, of having Jan Gomes as a backup and and David Ross said it before Sunday's series finale, you know, he's already seeing the effects where he's, he's not having to conserve his energy. Right. You know, mm-hmm. whereas like, you know, in 2021, it was like, Oh, I got, you know, Wilson knew like, all right, I need to conserve my energy because I've got to play four straight games after, after today, you know, he doesn't have to worry about that. You know, he can go a hundred percent all out in that one game. Cause he knows, all right, if I need a day off, you know, Jan Gomes is a pretty, pretty darn good catcher back there and, and, and can provide, it isn't too much of a, you know, downgrade per se. Uh, and, and, you know, What's been incredible about about Wilson is he's hitting the ball hard every time he goes up there. Yeah, you he, know, he says, Yeah, home run, double, or 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 an out. He's hitting the ball hard, and and you know when you're hitting, you're, when you're in the top five percentile of exit velocity like he is, you know that's pretty. That's a pretty good thing. That's not a bad thing to 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 have. And, and you know, you know, once he starts, yeah, he, he, he if he can continue that. That's only going to be successful for the Cubs that were in a very contact oriented office but you mentioned a little bit about Jason Hayward another yeah. guy too Jonathan VR I mean I was gonna say
0: Hap I forgot about oh, and you a veteran yeah. right yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah, VR Hap you're, you're right yeah yep
1: Bill those guys I mean what what have you seen out of them what what's it been uh, you know how big is that to see those those veteran guys that are you know contributing to this Cubs offense
0: yeah I think um so a couple of things. One, I thought when the Cubs got VR that he would become actually one of the more valuable pickups before the mm-hmm. season because he's so versatile. And then he's someone who I covered when he was with the Brewers. So I was familiar with his game and what he can bring. But I just never really realized his durability over the season. Yeah. I looked back. He was a few years ago. He played 162. Uh, 2019. And- yeah, and then there was a season where I think you played 154 or something. I mean, to have seasons like that, yeah, uh, when you're in a role where it's kind of when you can be available, however you can be available, that's the value that you right. bring, especially on the team now. So, um, and I, being a switch hitter. So you could put him in some platoon situations. He's pretty good from both sides. If I remember right, his his batting average is pretty equal um, for a switch hitter like that. So uh, yes, I agree. I think VR is another, uh, he'll continue to kind of just be a good, steady player um, for the Cubs throughout the season. I think um, the other point with VR and Hap that I think David Ross talks about a lot is because of the way this lineup is shaped, Ross always says, I want everyone to be who they are. Mm -hmm. And I think because of this lineup, everyone's able to do that. And I think that's part of HAP. I also think HAP really likes being a leader. Um, And so he's kind of taking that role on and it's flowing into his game. So not just being the leader, like vocally say, um, but someone who can go out in the field and be that presence as well. And that gives someone confidence too. I think that HAP is someone who's always had the confidence. It's just a matter of everything kind of clicking. At the same time, right. he's definitely had those moments. Um, but the way he starts this season, I think it's uh, really great to see uh, the value that he can bring and, and the half that I think we know can be out there. Right. Yeah. Um, so and that kind of going back to the rosting of be who you are. And I think this is who half can be. Right. Um, so and to that
1: to that point too, yeah. what's 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 really nice about an Ian Happ is you know we know the success he can have as a left-handed hitter, uh, right? And, and against right-handed pitchers, and he and he can still hit lefties pretty well. But mm-hmm. now with the way the roster is kind of constructed, they don't need him to do that because they right. have a Clint Frazier. They have you know other guy Michael Hermosillo who can, who's right-handed. uh, You know they have guys who can you know provide some depth and some some flexibility uh, to to better have to have better matchups and succeed more. And that's kind of what's what's remarkable is I think we're starting to see the Giants did that, this to to perfection almost in, in 2021 where you know they mix and match guys and yeah they, they were really successful. I mean obviously they won over 100 games uh, and, and the Cubs are kind of doing that on a lighter version where that you know they can you know all right let's put VR at short today and and have Madrigal at second and give Nico the day off and and then now the next day Nico's mm-hmm. going to come back, back a little bit you know more fresh and we're seeing that you know especially in in what's going to be a wild season because of the, the, the shortened uh, spring training and, you know, the condensed uh, schedule, yeah. it's, it's going to be huge to have that ability to, to, to platoon and mix and match guys.
0: Yeah. And I think uh, like, kind of like Comparing to the Giants last year, like that's an older group, but I think actually the advantage with the Cubs being the younger group is that when you kind of do the plug and chug, if you will, like uh, day to day, um, it works though, um, Mm -hmm. because they all kind of see the bigger picture and see their role and embrace that and see the advantages and, and how it can help. And I think they all see to the bigger picture of like you're saying the 162, but how it's different because of the way the season started with the condensed spring training. So um, it's actually, I was going to, I'm going to bring someone up because I just said condensed spring training and you would have think this would not have worked to this player's advantage, but it's really unbelievable. What we're seeing from Seiya Suzuki, you would have thought like, Oh my, not enough time. He has to make adjustments. Let's give him a couple of months. Oh, forget it. Yeah, a couple of months. Give him a couple of days. Yeah, he's like, yeah, incredible.
1: Yeah, I, I said it on our, you know, for for regular listeners of the pod, I mentioned it on our season preview. You know, we're on May seventh, and that, that was a that was a tip given by our awesome social media coordinator, Kyle Milinovic. I, I said May seventh, and I I was completely <laughs> Sorry, that's, that's not even close. That's <laughs> yeah. like way too late. Like he is just unreal, and it, it's not even you know that he's hitting home runs or, or getting on. It, it's just his at bats. Like every at bat is just a solid at bat. Like, you know, he's at the very minimum, he's going to work an at bat, you know, whether that's a, you know, four or five, six pitch at bat. Uh, and, we, you know, we saw the effects in the finale of of the of the Colorado series. He gets intentionally walked with runners on second and third. You know, that's the kind of respect he has. Um, I think it's up like to that point.
0: He's appearances in the yes. big leagues. And he's it's getting remarkable. intentionally walked
1: already. Right. And I was, I, I saw up until that moment, he was the only player in, in MLB that had been intentionally walked more than once. So that just tells you everything about Say Suzuki. It's it's incredible to watch.
0: Yeah. I really like watching his at bats and for the adjustments that we're talking about that he's made, I think you can still count on one hand when he has swung at some breaking balls, like struck out a few times um, where I don't even want to say it looks bad. It's just like, this is a guy who everyone has these at bats in the big leagues, Um, but he only shows like flashes of that because we're actually seeing more consistently this, this greatness um, that comes out of him. And so I, I agree with the, the at bats really, really disciplined. There are balls where he has uh, two strikes. Uh, So there are pitches that are coming in when he has two strikes that I don't know how he's taking. I mean, they're really close borderline and it's really impressive that he almost doesn't even flinch at these pitches. It's just like he knows the strike zone so well. And I think too, what really impresses me that because he's hitting so well, I think he looks so comfortable and so natural in right field. Um, Yes, this is, you know, that part of the game can transfer, but look, he doesn't know these parks. He doesn't know these hitters, Um, you know, spin off the ball because you have more velocity coming in from the pitchers. It can be different in Japan because they pitch more like, say, breaking. Um, So the ball is hit or goes out to right field. You're just like, oh yeah, he's got it. I I think that's a huge compliment to someone who's just coming over
1: he had the, the one on opening, I think it was opening day. Maybe it would have been, it might've been game two or so uh, where, you know, the sun, you know, he mentioned that, you know, he was getting used to the sun because the sun from Wrigley field and, and sure. to that point, you know, talk about, you know, the first three ballparks you play in Wrigley field in April and then yeah, Coors field, like man. that's as tough. That's that, that might be as tough as you get to start off maybe right. like Oracle park in San Francisco, but you know, those are some pretty tough, pretty tough parks to open up. In. And, 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 you know, outside of that, that moment where I was mentioning where he had the sun in his eyes, he's been pretty clean out there and it, there's been no, words. Yeah. Like, you know, like our ball gets hit to right. Like he'll be fine. Uh, He's, he's, he's been, he's been great defensively. I mean, he won some gold gloves out there in Japan. Like the the, you know, for as much as love as he's getting on his, uh, on his bat or in his offensive side, you know, he's got to get enough as much uh, credit on the defensive side, because that's going to be just as valuable. And, and, and to that point, you know, we touched on Jason Hayward a little bit, but his center field play has been, has been pretty good too, you know, and then that was, you know, moving a gold Glover off of right field into center field, Mm Something that he hadn't played a lot. Uh, he's been playing pretty pretty good defense, and you know that's something that the 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 Cubs really need out of out of their their team as a whole. No, you know not just those two guys is the is the defense because they have a lot of you know contact oriented pitchers. Whether it's Kyle Hendricks or Marcus Stroman or Drew Smiley, even Justin Steele at times like these are guys that are gonna the ball is gonna be put in play, and you need the defense to be able to convert those balls in in play into outs.
0: Yeah, and I think to your point, when I look at Suzuki in the outfield. I do feel that you have to give Hayward a little bit of credit for that because I think he was communicating with him a ton going into the season and trying to make him comfortable. I don't don't think if you asked Hayward, he would ever say that because he's so humble um, and modest, but I do think uh, you could just see their communication and I would have to think um, that that kind of, and I think the team in general. You have to credit everyone for making him feel so comfortable and welcome. Cause you saw when he came into the dugout after his fourth home run in the series finale against the Rockies. I mean, not only is he all smiles, but his teammates are so happy for him. Yeah. Um, And so that's kind of the chemistry that already to, to, to be moving to a new country, to start a new job, all of that, uh, and not speak the language on top of it. You can imagine, and that's, I'm not even hitting on all of it, but like, you can imagine overwhelming. Right. Um, that can be. And so, uh, yeah, I think it's just really impressive and fun. Yeah. So it's been fun to watch and the offense as a whole, uh, yeah. we, we've talked about it, uh, but now kind of hitting on it. And even in the grand scheme of things, when you look at, you know, major league baseball right now, this is a team that has, is one of the top, you know, 10, you could say in OPS runs per game, batting average, uh, on base walks. I mean, Especially coming off a year where it was a team where it was uh, limit strikeouts, put more balls in play. Now you got it and look at how it feels like we were talking about earlier. No matter how many runs are on the board, they're in the game, whether they're winning or down, they can extend the lead or, or try to make a comeback.
1: Yeah. Uh, and the 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 stat that I thought was most impressive, they have the six fewest strikeouts in baseball. Um, you mentioned, yeah. you know, the, the offensive that they're putting together, but they're not striking out, right? So at the you know, at the you, you know, if if you're not getting a hit, you're at least putting the ball in play, and that's totally. huge. When you, you, if you get a Patrick Wisdom leadoff double, and then you know the next guy maybe gets a, and he doesn't get a single or a home run or whatever, maybe he gets a ground out to first that advances the runner. Then you're just a slack fly away or a wild pitch away from from putting a run on the board. Um, you know, it's it's just been incredible to see this offense do you know just to, I don't know, just be a productive offense. You know, it's station to station. Nick Madrigal mentioned it after uh the series finale with Taylor McGregor. She, he mentioned you know this is. You know, we, uh, I think a lot of people slept on, I'm paraphrasing it, but he said, you know, I think a lot of people slept on us, but I think we have some guys that can work some at-bats. We've got a pretty good offense. And he's right, you know, these guys are ta- seeing their pitches or they're, they're taking their walks uh, and, and they're, you know, advancing when, when they have the opportunity, whether it's uh, ball and play or whatever. Um, David Ross had an interesting quote. Uh, I believe it was the second or third game of the season against Milwaukee. You know, he mentioned, you know, there's some guy, you know, they want to stay within their approach. So if that, that mm-hmm. means sometimes you take a pitch and you, you know that you can't hit it and it's strike three, oh, yeah. well, you tip your cap and you, you move on. Because the next time, you know, that might be called ball four. That might be uh, a pitch that you can, you know, drive the other way. Uh, these guys know their zone. They know their approach. They're not trying to stay out of it. Like you mentioned, you know, they're – you know, if, if I can't do anything with that pitch and it strikes me out, like, okay, we'll, you know, tip your cap, move on to the next at bat. Maybe the next guy will get, uh, you know, a base hit or a knock to, to drive in the guy. That's, that's what this Cubs offense has been. And it's, it's very refreshing to see for sure.
0: Yeah. And I think even to go off your last point, I think that's what you're seeing out of wisdom as mm-hmm. of late, a guy who is sticking now to his plan because uh, in a game where it can be so tough, even just to make contact, you start to deviate from that plan and swing at pitches that maybe aren't your zone or not where you can have the most success Then any, you know, any inch, any, uh, timing, all of that can, can lead to strikeouts, you know, less contact, whatever it may be. Um, but I'm with you. And I know that because they're uh, more contact oriented, it can be hitting into the double plays, or so a lot of balls on the ground that can yeah. lead to those outs. But, uh, I, you know, it's still putting, putting pressure on the defense right? Yeah. That they're going to have to make the out, have to make the plays. And I think over time um, that is how you have success as an offense, just trust it. just like, you know, the home runs will come, right. If early on, you don't have the yeah, power, yeah. the home runs will come trust that over time, as long as you just keep putting the ball in play, that you're going to find the holes and that good things will happen. So um, I think, you know, one of the questions that we're kind of asking, uh, can it be sustainable, the offense and the approach, and what we're talking about right now to start the season. And I think, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's early. So it's not to say that, you know, they're always going to be, say, like top. What did you say? Like with three, it was uh, uh,
1: top three and on base six, percentage, I believe, on it was. base
0: and three or six, I mean, for strikeouts. Yeah. um So sure, could those numbers dip it? Yeah. But I think what you're seeing with this offense is who they are. I think this is right. their identity, basically.
1: Yeah. And I agree with you. Yeah. Like, there might be some more strikeouts for sure. You know, they're, they're going to face some, some really good pitching right. coming up. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, they're playing the, the world champion Braves coming up and then they'll play the Dodgers on a tough West coast trip after that. Like, you know, there's, there's going to be some uptick in some of these numbers for sure. And it's, and it's only week two of the season. Like, yeah, for sure. But at the same time, like this is very encouraging uh, the finale in Colorado. Uh, they, they uh, got out, they had a base runner in every single inning and in that's in that series finale. I mean, that's just putting pressure on on not only the defense, but on, on the pitcher, right? Like, especially early on where these guys aren't fully worked up and, uh, you know, maybe they're on a pitch limit or, you know, they're they're just trying to get to the fifth or sixth inning. If you're working at bats and you're getting base runners on and you're making them work even more, uh, you know, maybe you get them out in the third or fourth inning and then maybe, you know, like then you're into their bullpen that is also like pretty, you know, not stretched out, can't go on back to back days type of thing. That's, that's the benefit that you can have when you have an offense like the Cubs have right now. Uh, And that's, you know, kind of what we're seeing at least early on.
0: And I think, so we talk about like the sustainability part of the offense, then maybe even backtracking and saying what we've seen so far, has it surprised you? Um, I, it's like this, for me, it's kind of this in between where it's like, I'm surprised, but not Yeah, because with the hitters you have in this lineup, this would be about what you would expect or what you're going to get. But I feel like the part that is just a little surprising is how well they're clicking so early, maybe when I look at it, because when you see all the contact bats, I probably wouldn't have anticipated Um, just how much and how often they are coming through. I know during like, say the Rocky series, there were a lot of base runners like left on base. I get that for sure. Um, But also just like we're talking about balls also put in play. So um, which we weren't seeing a lot last year, as much last year. So a little bit in between for me on that answer.
1: Yeah. And I'm with you too. And and, and, you know, what's to me, if you're a coach, and I guess what's kind of like scary is that some of these guys are uh, to me, aren't even pre- at their peak level, you know, we're mentioning that a lot of guys right. are, are performing. We are really two well. weeks like,
0: into the season. So like, yeah, you know, yeah, you know like, like, here.
1: like we mentioned, you know, Frank, Shun, Patrick wisdom, Frank Schindler are, are starting to hit their groove, you know, right. especially if you had someone like Patrick wisdom, you know, we saw the power numbers he had in 2021. Uh, you know, if those can c- come back, that's a, that's another, uh, another asset that this offense has, uh, you know, whether it's, it's, it's just contact, but if you had someone like Patrick wisdom and, and then Frank Schwindel can start hitting some, some home runs, that's another element to this Cubs offense that, you know, that, that's beneficial for them and another way to put up runs. Uh, it's, it's, to me, what's also been surprising. And we touched on a, a little bit, but was, say a Suzuki, like how, how yeah. it's it, like, it's for him to, to do what he's doing this early on to be a, a middle, middle of the order bat that is having success. And, you know, you know, all right, he's going to do his thing and he's going to drive in some runs. That's, that's incredible. You know, it, it, to I just didn't think, I, I thought he could have some success and was definitely a, a candidate for NL rookie of the year this season, but to see the numbers that he's putting up so quickly, so fast is, is just mind boggling to me. It's, it's incredible. Like I'm, uh, I'm at the point where he does something, you know, he could hit a home, he could have a two home run game tomorrow, but like, yeah, that's, that, that sounds about right.
0: Yeah. You'd be like, oh, You'd be that sounds about right. But every time he's still hitting home run right now, I'm like, this is incredible. It it (laughs) is, you know, like we, I think. um, So when I first saw him in Arizona, and even just talking to him, a great personality. Yeah, And that right there kind of told me about like the character, who he is, and that actually alone kind of, I think can the intangibles that come with this game. I think that can show you right there, the success almost that someone can have, because we know he has the skills. That's what we yeah. saw that in Japan. And then the question was just like, we were saying the adjustment, how quickly could he adjust? Yeah. I had no doubt that he would make the adjustments, right. but the surprising part for me is how quickly he's been able to Good. do it. And not even just, and, and he's doing it Early on, yes, but consistently.
1: Right. You exactly. know, it's
0: it's it's home home runs like in even in key spots. We need some insurance, you know? Yeah. Solo home run. Um, or just putting together good at bats, yeah. walks, or contact or whatever it may be. Um, yeah, I just look at am like, okay, she's just good. I mean, and, it's it's yeah. really fun to watch.
1: And he's had two of the more, uh, I'll, I'll say for lack of a better term, heartwarming moments that we've seen in the in the Cubs clubhouse this season. Uh, you know, when he get when he had his first hit, uh, you know, the guys, they were, I remember we were, we were waiting to talk to Ian Happ because he had had a good game. And he goes, hold on, guys. And he goes and grabs one of the carts where you where, you, where everyone throws their dirty laundry and he comes to say and he's like, get in. And Say is like what? And so he gets in, and then they pushed him to the back room, and they gave him a it. beer shower for celebrating <laughs> his first hit. And it was like oh, that—that's pretty awesome, amazing. And then amazing. a few days later, say bought uh, the whole clubhouse. He brought him Japanese candy, and he had an yeah. awesome note that said, "You know, from Saya here to enjoy." Uh, you know, two of the great moments that we've seen. It's—I mean—he's just been so much fun to to, to watch, to cover, uh, on and off the field. You know, you can't go wrong with Say Suzuki.
0: It's, yeah, he is someone you just are naturally going to root for. And I really appreciate that even early on, uh, whenever you hear from him, it's, I love the support. I appreciate the support, but I have to still show it on the field. Like if I want this to continue, if I even want, you know, this love, he said it from the start, like, you know, I hope they don't boo me. You know, he's very aware uh, that your performance, of course, when you're a big league ball player is, is, you know, it can, um. It can be up and down the support, but he's someone, I feel like it's, know,
1: going he, lot, yeah, it's going to be up for a lot the majority up, of the time.
0: <laughs> it's not
1: going to be too many downs if he keeps it right. up this way.
0: Definitely I, not downs to start this season.
1: Yeah. At least I do want to touch on, on the starting rotation. You know, we yeah. saw at least, you know, early on in the season, it was, it was the four man rotation, uh, because of the, the, the way it worked out with the rain, uh, the, the off day because of the rain and then the, the scheduled off day, mm-hmm. um, you know, we saw Mike Le- Mark Leiter Jr. fill in in that fifth r- rotation spot. We've seen Keegan Thompson in, in, in Long Relief. How do you kind of see that fifth fifth rotation spot playing out for the, yeah, for the Chicago so, Cubs?
0: So to your point, we've only really had to see it fill like slotted once. Um, yeah. So moving forward, uh, it seems like Wade Miley is a little ahead of Mills uh, in terms of coming back, if I'm not mistaken, in terms of what I've seen, because Mills is still in Arizona and Miley uh, was in Colorado. Is-
1: yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a little tricky. True, do you
0: think or um, am I, or mills,
1: mills through 70 or 70 or so pitches uh, in 15, a bullpen? Right. But, uh, he, he would still have to go to a rehab start. And my, yeah. I guess it's like, kind of, you know, pick your poison in terms of like, what, uh, sure. so say not ahead or
0: behind even let's right. so let's just say those guys are trying to get healthy. And yeah. then, um, so really, I think when you're looking at the fifth spot, Mark Leiter, junior, obviously, even he said himself, he wants to be better. Uh, and yeah. that's, you know, sure uh totally makes sense like got it and you and I love the drive from him yeah. um and he I looked really he, yeah I was go gonna ahead. say and
1: he looked really good in spring where he was he was right. literally one of the final cuts and you know right. there there is something to you know your first, uh, major league start in five years, your first major league appearance totally, in a few years, like the adrenaline is going to be pumping, you know, and, and it's not the most friendly of environment in terms of Colorado mm-hmm. with the hit air friendly environment and just the thin air of, you know, if you're too adren- if you're too pumped up, you know, you're going to, you're going to lose your breath literally, uh, pretty quickly. Uh, you know, that's, that's, that's something that, that, that's definitely real.
0: Yeah. And David Ross even talked about that after the game. I always appreciate from Ross that you hear kind of even said, look, these aren't excuses Mm -hmm. just acknowledging that there are these factors that go into it um, as well. And so, yeah, it's a huge moment for him. And so I think uh, in hearing him after the game, I just, I always love hearing that determination from players Uh, and also knowing that there are going to be good days and bad days And, and acknowledging sometimes just the human element that can be involved the adrenaline and and reminding having to, you know, if you get another chance, which I think you will, but like, um, just little things like when you hear guys talk about breathing on the mountain, you know, just how important, um, stuff like that can be like keeping the heart rate down. Uh, I think guys who went through that last year, say like a Keegan Thompson slotting in, Uh, in that fifth spot someone who'd probably have to be built up a little bit more but he's looked really solid and more yeah. if you want to say the piggyback role or whatever you want to call it but going like multiple innings um, he's obviously like uh, just made changes to his diet and nutrition uh, you can see that on the mound and the way he's playing there's a lot of confidence there too yeah I think so I think that's even another name that you could throw out there for that spot
1: yeah. And uh, you know, what was interesting was Sunday, uh, David Ross mentioned, you know, he likes Keegan Thompson in that, you know, as you mentioned, that piggyback bridge sure. or whatever you want to yeah. call it. And Keegan himself mentioned it after, you know, his last outing with Taylor, he mentioned, you know, I, I kind of like this role, like, you know, it, it suits me well. And that, you know, I think it's a good role for him where he can attack hitters for, for two or three innings, throw his best off. And he, you know, what, he, what's most importantly about that is he gets the outs, he gets, he, he bridges yeah, the gap. He does. Um, and so, you know, whether it's, a Mark Leiter or any other pitcher, you know, everyone's going to have their off days. If someone only goes two or three innings, the ability to to have, uh, you know, Keegan Thompson, you know, bridge the gap to those back end guys. Who, let's face it, uh, the the first after the the first round through that that back end of the bullpen is 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 looking pretty good with David mm-hmm. Robertson, Michael Givens, Like getting to those guys, that's going to be pretty pretty important.
0: Yeah, especially uh, like those days where you see Thompson go out there, he's already filling in a lot of because like, say, if you with no defined closer, um, you kind of we've said in the past, say, when you had like a Kimberly work backwards, right? If you right. started those meetings, how do you fill in those few in between, but. When Keegan's out there, he's kind of filling all that in He's got <laughs> yeah, to figure right. out maybe one, two guys right. um, to go after him. And he, like you said, he's doing his job of shutting hitters down um, and doing a nice job of coming in. Um, you right. know, having that like uh, I don't know why it comes to my mind for him, but, like having that bulldog, you know, mentality, yeah. Yeah. Um, just like ready, ready to go out there and battle from the start. But then, so kind of not even just mentioning that fifth spot in the rotation, but then as we've kind of talked about the bullpen like you said, they've looked really good. And so um, I think just what we saw from the pickups in the off seasoner or before um, season started, just the veterans, the yeah. advantage now you see of the veterans mixing in with some of these younger guys and, you know, how it all kind of fits and works together.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, someone like Michael Givens is the perfect example where yeah. he comes in and he, he gets out uh, David Robertson has been great a, in that closer role you know I think there's still going to be opportunities for Rowan Wick and other guys to uh, you know to get save opportunities um, but what's what's really interesting about this bullpen is you know you have those veteran guys but then you have some guys with some real raw stuff Ethan Roberts has, mm-hmm. you know I think you know as he kind of you know gets his, his feet more under him in the big leagues I think he can be a really really valuable piece in the back end of the bullpen. Uh, you know, I think Daniel Norris is going to improve as a lefty for, for, for the Cubs, uh, you know, in that lefty reliever role, there's just a lot of interesting pieces that I think, you know, as, cause uh, let's face it, you know, we talk about starters getting stretched out, you know, going from 80 to hundred pitches or whatever, going from five to six innings bullpen guys are getting stretched out. They haven't pitched on back to back day, right. you know, yep. they haven't, they're, they're, they're getting into to their rhythm, like, you know, that, that to see what, what they're doing early on. Is very encouraging and and to you know to see them build off of that you know it's got to be exciting if you're a Cubs fan
0: yeah and like when you bring up Roberts um, his major league debut and then uh, another outing that sticks out to me I think it was the Rockies where he kind of had a rough go at it and then um, David Ross took him out but I also think credit to David Ross just having that it's, you know, that catcher experience that his background of his just kind of knowing his staff so well. And I feel like having a really good feel for the game and the timing. Um, So you're not just helping your team, but in some ways you're helping your pitchers too. Right. Right. Um, So Roberts isn't just like going out there and and they're like mashing against him, but knowing like, you know, okay, let's now he's we're going to take him out now and bring someone else in and having those pieces where you can do that with. I think F Ross is coming in from last season with a lot of confidence. Yes. Um, and I think all those guys have really said that, that when they had the big league experience last year, not only did it give them confidence, but they want to prove that they belong
1: um, now, and
0: that they I, deserve a spot.
1: Yeah. And I remember talking to some of the bullpen guys last year and they, you know, they mentioned a, a name that kept, you know, propping up or co- uh, coming up was, you know, Adam Morgan was that veteran guy who was, mm-hmm. you know, you know, kind of guiding them, you know, in the bullpen. Uh, but this year we're seeing, you know, last year in the second half, it, it was it was really just, you know, Adam Morgan and, and Rex brothers. I was about the only veteran guys. Now you've got a Jesse Chavez, a Chris mm-hmm. Martin, a David Robertson. A De- you have so many different guys that have that veteran experience that, you know, it, it, it helps them out. And there is something to, you know, the whole, you're sitting around for two and a half hours and then it's like, all right, you got to get the body warmed up. ASAP, because we need you to to face uh, you know two hitters. You that's your guy. We saw Daniel Norris,
0: yeah, Yeah. in the series finale. Like, okay, we need you. You need to
1: get ready. Like, you've been sitting for two hours, three hours. Right. You got. They know it. That's
0: part of the deal. Like, they totally. I think uh, relievers embrace that.
1: Right, and and you know, and and David Ross mentioned it uh, for uh, ahead of the Mark Leiter start, the uh, the third tier, right, where you know you're pitching in the minor leagues, and there's there's two tiers of stadium there's the third deck in the major leagues and that gets people amped up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Having people to having, you know, Michael Givens that can come up to guys after, you know, after a major league debut, like he did with Ethan Roberts and say, Hey man, you're a big leaguer now, you know, keep breathing. Like you can do this. Like you're here for a reason. Those are huge things. And those are huge. uh, That's like, those are valuable traits that, you know, aren't going to appear on baseball reference or fan graphs or anything like that, but it's just as important as any, you know, out or, or or save that they record in, in their career.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Just uh, we were talking about it even offensively, but the chemistry on this team and Madrigal mentioned it uh, about this team. But I think it that flows into the pitching staff as well and how they're working together and that mix of uh, just same thing with the hitters like that youth mixed with the veterans and how well they work together. Um, So. Speaking of, you know, we've talked about the defense and the offense and and one person offensively um, that has really stuck out in the last few games, Patrick Wisdom and the way he's come along. So we're going to go first to this commercial break, but uh, after we're going to hear from Wisdom and and we'll chat a little bit about just uh, what we've seen from him as of late.
1: At Wintrust, we know true fans show their team pride every chance they get. With Cubs checking, you'll score a Cubs debit card so you can show your support every time you pay. Open today at Wintrust.com slash Cubs
2: Weekly. $100 required to open. Member FDIC. For you, offensively, when you're trying new things and you're trying to stick to the process, how much of a mental grind can it be knowing you can't be totally results-driven and you have to stick with what you're trying to do?
3: Yeah, it's it's mentally draining because, uh, you know, everyone on the outside is so result-driven, right? And uh, everyone wants results, And so for us here in the clubhouse and on the team, it's it's like that fine balance of results and process. And so um, you just try to you find that balance. And then you just have people in your corner that are always, you know, in your ear about, you know, sticking to it, um, you know, not panicking. And uh, so the staff here and my teammates have been great with that aspect.
2: So with that being said, how do you feel at the plate, especially after last night?
3: Yeah, I feel good. Um, each day is new, and like that's the mindset I'm going with, and I just try to win each pitch. And um, it's tough. Don't get me wrong. Like I don't have it figured out by any means. So I'm um, still learning, and uh, you know, I just look forward to the next pitch and the next at bat.
2: We've seen so much versatility in this lineup. I mean, every single position has had multiple starters. What is that like for you guys as a team, knowing that there is so much versatility?
3: I like it personally. Like, I like the spontaneity of it. Um, Like, when Greeny comes, like, hey, you're going to go play left. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, that's fun for me. Or like, yesterday, hey, you're going to first. I'm like, all right, let's do it. Um, So I like it personally. Um, Keeps me on my toes. Keeps me fresh. Um, So I love it.
2: How many crossword puzzles do you do daily?
3: Just one. Just the one uh, that's here in the clubhouse. It's nice to get with some guys that... uh, Pick their brains and you kind of ask them questions like hey what's this Do you know what this means and it's just fun to learn new things
2: is that a daily routine of yours
3: yeah i try to stick to it um you know some days the time gets away from us and we're rushed or um, we don't have enough time to get it done but i i try to get it done just because it's mentally stimulating and uh, like i said i get to learn new things and if i don't know the answer i look it up that's not cheating to me because <laughs> i use it as more like a knowledge tool than a game
2: have you ever tried wordle
3: yeah, like Wordle. Uh, Clint and Nico just put me on Quirtle. So it's like Wordle, but with four quadrants. And you got to get all four words in like nine guesses. It's really hard. I haven't even finished f- yet, but it's like the next stage of Wordle.
0: Thank you to Taylor and Wisdom. Uh, that interview, though, Andy, it was a couple of days ago, gives us a good look at kind of before the outburst from Wisdom, where his mind was at yeah. and how he was approaching things. And you can kind of get a sense of how players – um have to make adjustments at the plate, but also keep their mind right at the plate yeah. so they can make those adjustments and shift uh their success.
1: And yeah,
0: wordle. Is
1: this what... So yeah. So I'm out of the you've loop. Played wordle, you gotta get yeah, yeah, me in the loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. So if you've <laughs> played Wordle, right now, help. <laughs> so if you've played Wordle, it's the same concept. You have to get the five-letter word. but instead of getting just one word, you have to get four words and it's in nine tries. So if you do Wordle, you've got six tries to guess the five letter word in portal. You have to guess four or five letter words in nine tries. Uh, I I'm a big Wordle guy. I play it every day. I've got a, not bragging, but I've got a 90 day streak. Um, so, uh,
0: Oh, you just guessed a word. Yeah. You guess the word 90
1: days in a row and it's only a one day thing. So you, you know, right. uh, So
0: I've done Wordle once Okay. I'm, and I'm like, I'm not gonna brag, but I think I got it on like my second or third try. So yeah. I stopped there. That's pretty I good. Yeah. I, was, yeah. I was like, you know what? <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah, I think it was my third you're, try. You're my up friend ahead. was like, I want
0: to see how you do, and I did it. She's like, Oh man! I was like, Done. Drop the mic. It's, it's, it's
1: there. peak level. It's peak level. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so cordal is like it's like an insane level of Wordle. I I okay. did Cordell a couple of times. It's it's really tough. Shout out to Patrick Wisdom and Clint Fraser, all those guys that can do that because. You know, I, I can't do a, the, the four quartals or the four wordles for sure.
0: I, yeah, I need to just still figure out everything. You just told me and digest that if I'm <laughs> going to get, out, i first get on the wordle train, I appreciate that you pretended
1: train. to understand it, <laughs>
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> but we appreciate wisdom for kind of enlightening us. And now like I'm a super competitive person. So now I just want to challenge myself to that. So we'll, we'll, uh, at some point figure that out. Uh, and we're also, when it comes to competitiveness and, you know, needing to compete against some of the best that's what's up uh, next for the cubs so they'll have the rays at home followed by the pirates Mm -hmm. and then go back on the road the world champion braves and brewers yeah Uh, yeah. so just when i kind of give you the layout of their next couple weeks their schedule just first thing that kind of comes to mind when you hear all of that
1: i think we're going to find out uh, or i think we're going to see what this offense is really is, is really capable of you know uh you know to to do what they've did done over the last nine games is impressive. Now they're gonna do it against some of the best teams in baseball. The Rays are, we know what the Rays are. You know, they can mm-hmm. trade every player and they'll still somehow find yeah, a way to win pitching. nine games. <laughs> yeah, like they're they're right. gonna be they're gonna be solid. Uh you know, the Pirates we've seen, they've got some good pieces. Cabrian Hayes, I think, mm-hmm. is gonna be one of the, you know, one of the better third basemen in in baseball, you know, for the next few years. Um, and then the Braves, you know, World Series champions, the Brewers, we know what they are. You know, I think we're gonna see what this offense is capable of they able to work at bats like they have been you know there's no reason that they can't be competitive against you know any of those teams
0: yeah and i even wonder and think that it's when you're going to be up against some of the best like even we saw with the brewers to start the season yeah. um it's kind of when this offense really could be at its best uh because that approach is like it's it's against some of the best pitching where it can be Successful. But right. yeah, I'm with you. I think as we get rolling and deeper into the season, um, I think too, like a more set lineup will become yeah. clear as well as guys are almost like, as you're saying, not even just pitchers, but as like players are like stretched out uh, yeah. basically. Cause I think you could see Suzuki get moved up in the lineup. Yeah. Um, and obviously when it comes to him specifically, you're always seeing him in right field, but I think um, a little more continuity there, not yeah, that there hasn't so. been that much, but I think there's just been some shifting a little bit yeah. like more early on. Um, so yeah, I think it'll be a, a good test, like you said, and I think it'll be fun to um, just watch as things go deeper into the season. Cause I think it's been fun now, but you forget like, you know, long way to go. Right? Yeah yeah it's just the start but it's fun it's been really fun to start that's one thing i can say about this team it's been really fun to watch
1: it's been really fun to watch and you know they've they've never seemed like they were out of any game you know when they're they're down you know it seems like something
0: fun totally they've
1: got they've someone's gonna get a knock here and they've got an ability to get to get some runs like that's just what's been what's been fun to watch about this team is it's Mm -hmm. like you know that you know a 6-4 game or you know you know a two-run game three-run game whatever like you know, that that's not insurmountable by any means for sure for with the way the offense is performing.
0: Yeah. And so now um, if the offense can stay consistent, of course, in this game, always comes down to pitching. So that'll be what we get a better sense of moving forward. As we were even mentioning some of the injuries and stuff uh, as they get some players back and we get a better idea too, of how that rotation could shape out. Yeah. So our, how, here's how we're going to end the pod that it's it's been fun these first couple of weeks to watch this team and that i think that is the greatest thing that we can be saying i agree uh, yeah that's just what you want to see in baseball so we hope you had fun listening to the podcast that'll do it for this edition of the Cubs weekly podcast presented by win trust don't forget to download and subscribe to the pod on spotify or apple Podcasts, and check us out in video form on the marquee sports network app and youtube for andy martinez i'm elise meneker it was great chatting andy Let's do it again next week.
1: Let's do it. (laughs) I had fun too, at least.
0: Likewise. We'll see you soon.